This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, July 31st, 2016. We are Connection Generosity. Good morning, Connection Church. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? Thank you, Lord, for today, a day that you've made, a day that is set apart from other days for you to show us next steps, how to go deeper with you, how we use our lives. God, I would ask for you to remove any distraction that uh, we might need to do at 12 o'clock, but just help us be really focused on you right here, right now. And we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, welcome to week five of We Are Connection. I love that title. Can we say that together? We We are are connection. Yes, we are. We are a unique group of people who have been called together to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. That's our mission. And we also have core values. Values that um, gear us to how we are to behave. Now, 15 years ago when this church was started, Alan and I hunkered down uh, and prayed about core values and we came up with a whopping 23 of them. That's too many, we know that. Well, it really looks like about 12, but we had caring, sharing, daring. We had like triplets, laughter, tear, like it was crazy, a lot. So we've really prayed hard, not just us, but the leadership team and the staff and groups of people to say, who are we? And to narrow it down. And so all this month we've been preaching. We value people. We value excellence. We value worship. We value team building. We value um, today. We're talking about what we value, which is generosity. We value generosity. Generosity. Last week when we were considering the idea of one of the other ones, possibility thinking, we looked at a story in the book of Luke, which is in the second half of the Bible, the New Testament, story of a young man who sadly walked away from Jesus because he was rich and didn't want to let go of it, so to speak. And in response to this, Jesus said that it was easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get into heaven. That the only way that that could happen, a rich person get into heaven, was with God, because with God, all all things things are possible. possible. Well, I love this in Scripture, and it happens frequently where you read one section, and then the very, like, next section, it it juxtaposes, it flips the other one right on its ear, and you get to see... uh, um, not contradiction, but you get to see the other side, so to speak. It's really fun. And that's what we have here. If we look in the very next chapter of the book of Luke, chapter 19, we see this God of possibilities in action, Jesus Christ in action. Here we find the story of another rich person. Give me a hint. It's a, it's a little guy, a wee little guy, who climbed a tree, 
It happened to be a sycamore tree so he could get a better look at Jesus coming down the street. His name was Zacchaeus. No, I'm not going to sing this time. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Come on, you know the little, song. Come on, was he? <laughs> he climbed up in a sycamore this is the scripture tree for, for the, the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior passed that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Get that finger out. Zacchaeus, you come down, for I'm coming to your house today. I feel really old right now. I'm telling you, that's a song that I learned in Sunday school, and many of us did, because it told us the whole story found in Luke about Zacchaeus. And that's so, so bless the reading this morning through, through song. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Isn't it great when you can remember those things from when you were a kid, and they're just right there? That's so important. You know, you learn those stories as a kid, and there they are, right at your finger, right on the edge of your brain. So it was Zacchaeus, a wee little man. As retired pastor Kent Hughes shares in a podcast entitled Generosity, Zacchaeus was the kingpin of the Jericho tax cartel. Tax collectors were notoriously dishonest because what they could collect above and beyond what the Romans wanted, they could keep. So the more they got, could get, the more they got in their pocket. And they were, so they were dishonest, generally speaking, and wealthy. And this guy, Zacchaeus, he was the chief tax collector, which means he did it better than anybody else. Plus, he had some other guys working underneath of him that he was getting some skimming off of as well. So Zacchaeus was a very, very wealthy, filthy, rich man. So there he was up in the tree. The Lord spotted him, told him to come down, for he was coming to his house. Now, the people around noticed what was happening, and they started bad-mouthing Jesus because Jesus was going to go hang out with a sinner. Oh, my goodness, Jesus hanging out with sinners. But when Jesus hangs out with sinners like Zacchaeus and sinners like me, life changes. We do not stay the same. Transformation happens. And that's what happened to Zacchaeus. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to all of us who claim Christ, who claim Christ as our Lord and Savior. But look what happens. We find this in Luke chapter 19 after Zacchaeus met Jesus. Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Now, is that transformation or what? Wow. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. Say the rest with me. For the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. That's a wow portion of scripture, wouldn't you say? That's just wow. It's a completely new, transformed Zacchaeus. You know, that scripture isn't real long, but in the section, we get a greedy Zacchaeus becoming a generous, exceedingly generous, a crazy uh, generous Zacchaeus. 
You know, we talk about the tithe, 10%. He's given 50%. He's given half of what he's got. And if he has cheated anyone, he's going to give them back four times what he cheated them. This is crazy. This is crazy. But also makes perfectly good sense. It's what Lori talked about on the first week, talking about these uh, core values. And it's that core value of transformation. Transformation that happens when Jesus enters our lives. Now, that was a quick transformation on Zach, wasn't it? But sometimes that's how it happens. Sometimes it's just boom, boom. Change and radical change when Christ becomes a part of our lives. You know, we're reminded of 2 Corinthians 5.17, which we share a lot because it's such a crucial scripture. Say it with me, will you? Therefore, if any wasn't is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Yeah. And so we were just sharing about Zacchaeus in the book of Luke and the rich young man who's also in the book of Luke. We also find teachings about generosity um, in other scriptures as well. So there's more in Luke chapter 6, and Jesus is doing some teaching to a whole lot of people. And it's called in, in our Bible, Sermon on the Plain. Not the airplane, but the plain. It was flat ground that Jesus was teaching on. Reminds us of the Sermon on the Mount that we read about in Matthew. But here again, Jesus is teaching about some very important uh, behaviors and ways to live. He was talking to lots of people, people from all over, Judea, Jerusalem, all around the regions. And here's what he says, the message version, Luke chapter 6. Here we go. I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity the way our Father lives toward us, generously and graciously, even when we're at our worst. Our Father's kind, you be kind. Don't pick on people or jump on their failures or criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can be a boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life. You'll find life given back, but, but not merely given back, given back with a bonus and blessing. Say this last part with me, will you? Giving, Giving not, not getting, getting is, is the way. way. Generosity, generosity begets generosity. Give generously and graciously as God gives with no expectation in return. That's the important thing about giving. Give with no expectation in return. Give, and it will be given back. I love this, with bonus and blessing. Who wouldn't want that? Bonus and blessing. It's better to give than receive. Generosity begets generosity. Isn't that true? We've talked about times when, when you pull up to... Uh, McDonald's or Chick-fil-A and you buy somebody's thing and then the next thing, you know, car after car after car do the same thing. Generosity begets generosity. 
And so our core value of generosity, give, and it will be given to you. That's the scripture that we're, we're holding out. And the thing is, when we give, it really is important to not have an agenda to get something in return. We know people who give, and they say that they receive the blessing as the giver much, much more than the receiver. You see, it's like a domino effect when you give. The more generous you are, the more generous you'll become, and those around you will pick up on it and want to reflect that as well. Mm. And so to be generous means to recognize that all we have it doesn't just come from God, it is God's, even when it's in our hands. And, and God wants us to be good stewards. A steward is somebody who cares for something for somebody else. We're, God calls us to be stewards and good stewards of what God has put in our uh, care. And part of that is God wants us to share what he's shared with us, with others, especially those who need it. That's true whether it's money or possessions or time or our talent <clears throat> or whatever else. We, we often think of this generosity in terms of money. And, you know, in church we talk about the tithe and how God calls us to the tithe. And it's a reminder, the tithe is a reminder that it's all God's and God allows us to keep 90 and calls us to give 10 back. This is a reminder that it is God's. And, you know, sometimes that 10 back is a challenge and we get all caught up if we're not careful in the legalistic 10%. And it's not so much about 10%. It's about giving and generous. It's about okay. the heart. With the Hebrews, the 10% was the starting point. When they got done all their taxes, it was about 23%. But again, it wasn't that exact percentage, but it's about recognizing whose it is. You know, sometimes it's not money. Sometimes we're called to give our time. And sometimes that's a more of a challenge than the money because time is a, is a very, very tight commodity for many of us. And to give an extra hour or two might be a challenge, and yet that's what times what God calls us to do on behalf of somebody else. On the other extreme, sometimes God wants us to share a possession that has great monetary value, maybe even give it away. Part of being generous then is being tuned into what God is, is wanting us to do with what God has entrusted to us, and then not just listening to it, but actually doing it actually putting into action what God's calling us to do. Sometime, sometimes God wants us to share something to the point of sacrifice. Maybe he wants us to give something up or let something go, or, or maybe we've been collecting for something, a, a dream, and God redirects that dream to somebody else. <laughs> Is this easy? Sure. No, it's not. Being generous, especially we're, we're selfish by nature. I always talk about kids. I, the child that was back here, the child didn't care that, that mom had to go out and miss part of the mess, did he? No. And that child is not unique. <laughs> Can I get an amen? I mean, we got four kids and five grandkids. Brother, I, I, <laughs> we get it, you know? But the thing is, we're all kids at one point. We're all basically, it's all about us. And that only changes if we change. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we stay selfish and we stay greedy. And the only way we can change that is to listening to God calling us to give it up and to share it with 
others. It's, it's an attitude. It's not a saying, okay, and calculating it to the, to the, it's an attitude. It's a lifestyle. It's a mindset. You know, we can't be generous if we have an attitude of hesitation, reluctance, or caution. 2 Corinthians 9-7 tells us that God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> not a reluctant giver. Not a giver who starts and hesitates and, and isn't quite a cheer. Let me see smiles. That's the feeling when we give. Cheerful, joyful, abundant. To realize it's God's and and God is calling us to be good stewards of what he shared with us and to be generous with what we have. So we find the call to be generous or the call of generosity not only in the book of Luke but all throughout the Bible. And it stands in stark contrast to greed. You have generosity and you have greed. Actually, they can't occupy the same space. Generosity is a reflection of who God is and what God does. Greed, on the other hand, is the intense and selfish desire for something, especially wealth, power, possession, stuff, which is completely contrary to who God is and what God does. God is generous. God is giving, not greedy. And God calls for us to be the same. Here's the little byline with our core value of generosity. It's this. We can't outgive God. We cannot outgive God. No matter how generous God is, uh, we cannot outgive that. God is more generous from the day to day. Do you know that, okay, everybody take a deep breath. Yeah, God gave that to you. God gave us the very breath that we breathe. You know, I say it's my house. It's not my house. It's God's house. My car, it's not my car. It's God's car. Everything we have, what blessing we have from the day to day or have out the eternal how gracious and giving God is to give us eternal life, life forever with him. God shares everything with us from when we accept the relationship with Jesus to the infilling of the Holy Spirit. What a gift to lead us, to carry us, to give us strength when we're weak. What a gift the Holy Spirit is. The gift of his one and only son he loved us enough to put skin on and to come and save us from our messes so that we can be forgiven and free, exchanging his life for ours. Perfect, unblemished, human, yet divine, sinful person, me, and he made the way for me to have eternal life forever through the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So what does generosity look like for us? Well, it takes a lot of different forms, but the common thread that runs through is selfless giving. Selfless, that's the opposite of selfish. It's the opposite of greedy. Selfless giving. For example, 
Many years ago, when we were first starting the church, we were in a Bible study. It was a great study called um, Experiencing God. And in that study, we got to experiencing God with the, just seeing what God was doing in different lives. And an example of that was one of the young couples in that group. Their car went belly up. They didn't have the money for a car. Basically, they were without transportation. And another couple in the group, couple had a little more, a few more years under their belt. They had two cars. It's not like they weren't using them both. <laughs> but they gave, just flat out gave one of their cars, not to be returned, wasn't a loaner, flat out gave the car to this young couple. And they shared one car for quite a while until they bought another one. They, you know, in some ways inconvenienced themselves in order that this young couple would have transportation. We got to see some, uh, some, some selfless giving, some generosity up close and personal right there. Yeah. Well, another example happened just last week. Our youth got together for an awesome afternoon. We had a family open up their house, offer their pool. You know, it's just not easy to come on over. You have to do stuff to get ready for people. So sacrificing time to get ready. And it wasn't just offering home and pool, but they also provided hot dogs and grilled and the burgers and the dogs and prepared side dishes and... And chili and pushcart onions. And chili and pushcart onions. And Howie, you make the best sweet tea ever. I really appreciated that as well. Some Thank you stuff. so much. But this is just one example. You many, it's hard to call people out, but there are so many of you who live this way. Live generously, sharing what you have with others. We've been the recipients of rides on a boat. I always wanted a boat, so I get a ride on a boat. Dinners, vacations, people here are so generous. And we, uh, Carrie and I, uh, Laurie, get to, we get to see generosity with staff. Even though staff is paid their time when they go way above and beyond giving of their time and their talent, their energy, to bring excellence. We get to see, throughout the volunteers here at church, we get to see generosity when you're sharing time, talent, energy, resources, you name it, in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We strive for excellence, another one of our core values, and thanks to that energy and those, those hours that you put in, we see that excellence and we, we see uh, generosity in action right here at CCC. So, a lot of generous people here. A lot of generous people. We like to hear from you, though, and so we've asked one person to share their take on generosity. You might recognize this guy. Take a look. God bless Candy and I with, um, good jobs in our early years that uh, we both retired from and we worked both of us worked at the Delaware River Bay Authority and they provided us with a, a very comfortable living and with that um, we bought a nice piece of property built a house built a barn I like to collect stuff different things tools um, what have you whatever it is and um, 
the way I view things like that is that um, they're a blessing from God. And um, a lot of people I know can't afford to buy things to use once or something like that. So they go without. Um, the blessing for me is I like to help people out. And if somebody has a need and I can fill it, the way I view the stuff that I have is that it is a blessing from God and I need to be a blessing to someone else with what God has blessed me with and I mean that goes from a ladder to my tractor to taking time and load my tractor up and going someplace for a day and doing something or um, I don't know just I have a part-time job that affords me um, to go get a tractor mower to mow the church property that people caught me doing last Saturday. To me, that is all just a blessing from God, and I just need to be a blessing to others um, because of that. Thank you, Murray. You know, Murray spoke, but he represents many of you. And, 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 as Murray, you so eloquently shared in that video, and this is true with many others as well, pretty much everybody we know who is generous gets great blessing from that. In other words, more often than not, they are more blessed. They feel more blessed than the blessing they give when they're generous. And, and the question then is, if, if being generous brings so much blessing, why is it so difficult at times for us to be generous. Maybe it's partly because our basic nature at times is to be selfish and greedy and to hoard and to say it's my car, my house, my stuff, and to think that rather than remember whose it really is. Or maybe it's just that we have so much stuff pulling at us all the time. I mean, um, we have crazy schedules. When, when I was a kid, I know my father worked uh, schedules. He drove a truck, sometimes day schedule, sometimes night schedule. But he usually had two week, days a week off, not always Saturday and Sunday. But it was, you know, nowadays, sometimes it's seven days a week, isn't it? And it's tough to find time even to get to church sometimes or to cut the grass. Uh, we're living in a 24-7, 20, 365 world where things are just round the clock. It's constant. It's crazy. And so schedules follow. And, Kids' schedules, uh, when we were kids, <laughs> schedules were a lot different. It's, they're, they're, those are crazy schedules, too. And if we have children, then that's part of our schedule. And work schedules, and even church or school or whatever. And, and then we got house payments. We got car payments. We got all kinds of payments. We got stuff pulling at us. And, and, and when we're already feeling like we're having trouble making the ends meet, it seems like somebody moves the ends. <laughs> and then if... It's kind of tough sometimes to give it away when we don't even feel like we got to have enough to start with, like we're already short. Am I speaking some truth here? Yeah, I hope so. Already a little short on our money, our time, our energy, and whatever. And, and yet for those who are generous, somehow it works. And then when we started tithing, when we started being, when we started tithing, actually that allowed us to be more generous because it reminded us it wasn't of ours. We not only tithe, we were able to give much more freely on top of the tithe, and somehow it works out. Um, in fact, we, true, were blessed 
as a result of that. And I, I'm not saying that as a pat on our back. It's a, it took us a while to realize that, but the only way we realize it is by stepping into it. Um, and somehow it works. And here's how what we've concluded is, is how this whole thing works. It's, it has to do with surrender. Surrender. When, when we're able to surrender to God, ourselves, our souls, our lives, our spirit, our belongings, our, our paychecks, our houses, our cars, our, our families, mm. our kids. When we're able to just say, God, it, I, I finally realize it's all yours, and you've just allowed me to kind of oversee it and to be a steward of it. When, when we can truly recognize that that's how it works, uh, then, then generosity isn't that checklist, okay, I was generous today. Okay, the Bible told me to be generous. Okay, I'm generous, doggone it. Okay, I, you know, it's not something that I've got to do. It's not something that I'm forced to do. It's not something that I reluctantly do. When I'm able to just surrender it to God, now all of a sudden it's just something, it's just something I do. It's just part of who I am. It's, it's my lifestyle. In fact, I look forward to it because I know that I'm going to be blessed. It's almost a selfish thing because I'm going to get blessing if I'm able to be generous. Um, it's what happened to Zacchaeus. You know, when he met Jesus, he basically surrendered and everything changed. It was transformation. And, and that allowed him to be generous. So generosity is a core value. It has been from the very beginning. We didn't say it, although we might have called it sharing, caring, and daring, but it is who we are. Before we ever existed, before we ever got to this place, our very first outreach, generosity, was standing on Four Corners, which is 299 and Broad, at the Peach Festival back in 2001. We didn't even know what the Peach Festival was. We didn't. Handing out... Uh, <laughs> cookies and w bottles of water. Guess what we're doing at this Peach Festival? We're handing out what? Bottles of water. And that whole thing has morphed into who we are today with the Peach Festival, giving away popcorn and snow cones and spending God's money that, that you've given to get inflatables so people can come on the property and experience radical hospitality. That's what the Peach Festival is all about. And I'm going to give another shameless plug. If you're not in on it, first of all, you're missing out on a blessing. But next of all, we need you. All hands on deck. It's the largest outreach we do for the entire year. Several thousand people will be on this property. And perhaps... And I know that there's people in the room, Dave Meriton, you started at this church, Fran Edwards, at the church because of the Peach Festival, because of the radical hospitality. Why would we want to not invite others, but we have to show up and serve in order for that 
to happen. So get yourself a blessing. Get yourself a blessing. <laughs> the sign-up sheet's back there. Uh, another thing, uh, there's a group of people who come at 5.30 in the morning, and it's not just about Connection Church. They go out and help the vendors get Does parked. Does anybody hear a vendor parking? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. So it's, anyway, if you want to get up at 5.30 and help the vendors If you want to be really blessed, see, see me after service, and we'll line that one up You know, for you. another group's going to decorate the float, <laughs> and Murray's wagon's going to pull the float. Murray's truck's going to pull the float. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, but it's our Bible school kids. Get your kids on that float. It's important. And if your kids weren't in Bible school, get them on the float anyway. <laughs> you see, it's about sharing God's love in practical ways. And in addition to that, throughout the year, CCC, when I say CCC, that's all y'all, along with 830 and 945. That's CCC. Y'all generously give from coat giveaways to Operation Christmas Child Boxes, from hot chocolate to food pickup and distribution. Now, you know, we've tried fundraising. When we first were talking about a building, we were going to sell those entertainment books. Y'all know that entertainment book? It costs like 20 bucks. You sell it for 14, you make six bucks. And we thought, okay, how many of those we got to sell to raise several million dollars? Wow. But the other hand of it, we, we got some. We, were, we had a team. And the problem is we're so used to giving stuff away that when we went out with the entertainment books, all we wanted to do was bless somebody and give it to them. It just, we are horrible. It did not work for we're us. We're horrible when it comes to fundraising because we just want to give it away. We just want to share the blessing, you know? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so generosity, why? Why are we generous? Well, we're generous with giving coats away because I don't know about you, but I've got more than one. In fact, I can choose which coat I want to wear. There are people in our area that need to be warm, especially kids. We give coats away to provide for that practical need for people. Why do we send shoe boxes? Operation Christmas Child, we have so much fun. It's so fun. You know, I pick shoe boxes for, to represent the ages of our grandchildren. It's like, okay, what would they want? I'm gonna put it in a shoe box. Can't wait for a kid to open it up. It'll be so great. But really the bottom line for that they get to hear about Jesus. That's why we do the shoe boxes. Why do we give food away on Tuesdays and Thursdays from Wawa, Chipotle, and Kentucky Fried? Well, if you're here on Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 12, there's a lot of people in here who are hungry. And they come, and there are volunteers who share and give food to hungry people in our town. Meeting a practical need, being Jesus with skin on. Why do we give away hot chocolate up on the corner on a cold day in November for the Christmas parade? Because it's fun and we get to say, hey, you know, here it is. We're so glad you're here. It's a no strings attached kind of thing. No expectation. Because that's the way Christ is with us. No strings attached. I love you. I love you. I love you. And you can't do anything about it. That's what God says. Mm -hmm. That's why we have a value of generosity because of God's generosity with our lives. Mm -hmm. So why are we generous? The real bottom line is because God is. God gives us all that we have. God's generosity is beyond our imagination. And for us to be generous is just a basic way of saying, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And in addition, you know, God has, in addition to everything else we talk about, God has basically given us the keys to the kingdom. 
Now, he allows us to tap into the Holy Spirit power. Unbelievable. He has sacrificed his one and only son. Unbelievable. And that's because God loves us, each and every one of us. You, you. Just imagine I'm pointing the finger at everyone here. God loves you. And God wants to share everything God has with you. And, and, and it doesn't get more generous than that. And God gets great pleasure from sharing with us. And God wants us, each and every one of us, to realize and experience that pleasure that he gets from sharing. And that only comes when we're able to share and be generous ourselves. Amen. 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 One other thing that we need to share, this Tuesday night is the National Night Out. We're partnering with the Middletown Police Department. We have a connection stand, and we're giving away water, and we've got an activity, a craft for the kids. This is a great way for us to share. No strings attached. If you'd like to be a part of that, we need you. It's from 4 to 8 over at Reading. Check, uh, talk to Paige, who's taking blood pressures out in the lobby, because she would love to uh, hook you up. You will be so blessed by being a part of that event. How can we be more generous? Well, as we said, it's surrender. It's all about surrender. On Tuesday night, it's a surrendering of time. We're busy, but it's surrendering time. For the Peach Festival, it's surrendering time. For us, for some of us, it's surrendering our stuff, our possessions, sharing it, including our resources. How can we become more generous? Would say pray about it. Pray to God. In fact, I'd like to do that right now, and as the praise team comes forward, if you'll just bow your heads. Almighty God, first of all, thank you for your extreme, lavish generosity for each one of us. Whether you claim, whether we claim you or not, you are still so generous. You sent your son for every single person on this planet to live and walk among us and teach us and to die for us. Lord, that is absolutely incredible what you've done. And so our response, Lord, is thank you. Help us be generous with our lives, our time, our talent, our treasures. God, it's hard. Help us not be greedy and stingy but release and give, knowing that we can't outgive you and knowing that the blessing is incredible. It's like a bonus that we get blessed more than anything. God, help us be cheerful in our giving. And we thank you for each day, each breath that you give us to breathe and for a life with you here on earth and in heaven. We trust you and we love you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and all of Connection Church said, Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302 378 7692